Video Game Choo Choo's Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Rose. This is episode 100. I can finally stop saying, oh, we got this coming up, huh? Yeah, we got this going on. Oh, we're getting close, huh? Because I don't think there's anything really exciting after 100 for a while. Maybe 150. Maybe 125. I don't know. 151 for Pokemon. That would be a a good one. Hmm. Um, Speaking of Pokemon, um, that's John. Hi, John. Hi, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> you're the you're the Pokemon. I'm the Pokemon <laughs> you're a po- man. famous Pokemon John. Just they just leaked him recently to this, today. I uh, I do have a tab open right now. <laughs> of so, course you, you know. do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, no, I, I get it. I get it. I was the same way uh, years ago when I was in my pokey craze phase, like Sun and Moon. Definitely mm. being like, oh man, see what happens to that cat. I'm scared. Um, I feel like I'm only scared about the duck now. Um, but that's a video game podcast problem. Yeah, that's later. Well, maybe we... Yeah, that's later. Um, Elvie's also here. Hi, Elvie. Hello. Hello. Elvie, what's your favorite Pokemon, actually? I feel like we've discussed this before, but I'm... Yeah. I'm, I feel like if I did answer this, it will be a different answer to what I will say now. But Wooper... Wooper's, <laughs> Wooper's really good. Wooper's really um, fucking good. Mm-hmm. That new Wooper. Dunsparce is also good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that new Wooper. New Wooper is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maverick is also here. Maverick, what about you? What Pokemon do you like? Uh, that's hard to say. I Like, again, I, I feel like there's so many that I like. And mm-hmm. at the very least, I'm glad that in the recent generations, there's still, like, Pokemon that I'll go to that are, like, oh, solid immediately endeared to like uh, toxicity and Golisopod definitely stand out as mm. if you have to take out the rest of that gen of those gens those are my two go-tos that I would just immediately still want to like Golisopod's so fucking good so great it. so great D- did not know I needed it on my team until it just really pulled through it's sick as hell is why it just has a fun little gimmick to it you know? Yeah, it's 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 neat. Um, John, I have to imagine yours is Mewtwo, still. What my favorite Pokemon? Yeah, Mewtwo's not my favorite Pokemon. Really? Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. It's well. it's my my favorite legendary, but okay. Uh, Fair enough. So I have kind of been re- reevaluating my choice uh, recently because for the longest time I was saying it was Kangaskhan, and I do still really love Kangaskhan. Kangaskhan's really good. I love Kangaskhan. But I've been thinking about it lately, and mm-hmm. I might be leaning towards Magnazone. That's a cool one. I've all, I that's like probably my favorite of those Gen Four evolution ones. 
Maybe. Absolutely. I really love Magnezone. Steelix, too. I mean, I, I, I love Steel Pokemon. Like, Steel is my favorite type. So, Steelix is also up there. It's like, it's, it's, like, you could ask me on a different day, and I will say Steelix, Magnezone, or Kangaskhan. Like, those are my top three, mm-hmm. I would guess. But, like, yeah, Mew- I love Mewtwo as well. Like, I, I guess my top five would be those, and, like, hmm. Vaporeon. My, my f- f- no. Don't say that about me. Don't say that about me. Um, probably like Togekiss. I really like Togekiss. To- I love Togekiss. That actually. Like, well, like, no, I, I like Togetic I mean, more. Yeah, I, I was I, I was gonna say like I because Togetic was was my favorite was my favorite Pokemon in Gold and Silver. Like I mm. use Togetic a lot, and so like I guess like just the Togepi line in general. Like I just like that line a lot. Togetic is very cute, though. I do love Togetic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, I guess that would be my top five. All right. Mm-hmm. I just like Pichu. Yeah, that's good. Pichu's great. They, they keep making good Pokemon, though, is the thing I'm always glad about. Uh, they never stop. They, they just keep making good ones, even in the generations that are less good. Um, yeah. That aside, Hell Girl is the topic of this episode. Hell Girl. Not Pokemon. Um, the Pokemon might be going to hell soon. I, I don't know what sort of pact they made <laughs> to keep that show running for all these years. <laughs> Since it seems to not be going great right now. But um, uh, Hell Girl is a 2006? Five. Five anime wow. uh, by Studio Dean who I am just starting to respect almost on a level, like... They, they make normal stuff today, I feel like, honestly. Right, like, like they, relatively for, so. for, Not even just today, like, the last ten years, even, I would say. They make pretty normal stuff. But, like, their, their Fate Stay Night adaptation was infamous for just being insane. But, like, after having re-watched that recently... And also watching this, it's just, there's something I have to respect. It's just something I have to hand it to them, almost, about <laughs> just how insane they have created their works. Um, so Hell Girl is a little story about a girl named I, Enma. And uh, basically she has this thing called like the Hell Correspondence Site, where like it's only up at midnight and you can enter in the name of someone you want to send to hell. And then maybe you'll see Hell Girl and Hell Girl will go, but there's, you have to hold up on your end of the bargain or whatever <laughs> she says. And then there's always a price. Uh, you have to pay your own soul and you go to hell too, but they will take your enemy. In many cases of these, not even an enemy, just sort of an annoying person <laughs> uh, to hell. Um, and that's sort of the premise of these episodes. You know, it's very episodic at first. It remains episodic later, but they start to work in a couple, like, uh, you know, main story, overarching story elements. But really, it is just, hey, here's someone who is suffering. What if there was a fucked up guy? What if they wanted to send that fucked up guy to hell? Will they send the fucked up guy to hell? The answer is always yes, they will. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, just like precursory like commentary here i i think for a few of us like you watch those first couple episodes and you're sort of like man this is bad like this is this is on a level that i don't know if i can get along with like it seems to have a very nihilistic view of the world 
it's really it really sucks that they're making these people go to hell but the more the series just keeps dedicating itself to its stupid insane bits you're just sort of like all right sure hell girl take them to hell whatever like at least for me like i was just sort of like man i don't like this is yeah say the line right like every episode i just wanted to <laughs> fucking say, say her shit of oh pitiful say shadow the line, wandering in the darkness. she really says it like every single fucking time the exact same way she does her whole bit she's perfect this is why she has the job of hell girl this is why she's had that job for so long she she does not fucking react she does she's a freak who spits cherries out to put more cherries in her mouth i don't know what that was about in the opening fucked Uh, up wild it's fucking crazy this is a a crazy show and i I have to say by the end of it i genuinely was like i enjoyed that quite a bit actually (laughs) like it was such such an experience because going in like to be clear like we had just watched uh, flowers of evil which is a very nihilistic uh, you know view of the world to an extent and it's just like i was not ready for like another persecution complex anime (laughs) to an extent of just like uh, like oh wow isn't this is so fucked up we live in the society type stuff and then it was just like okay but like it is very funny honestly most of the time like it's just so out there like i think like what like the third episode is this dude and he um his friend and him are high school baseball players and yes. the popular kid beats the shit out of his friend breaks his ribs and his friend's like, don't, him, don't, don't tell anyone. You don't want to get him in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he fucking dies. He just dies from that. Because I guess his parents didn't take him to the hospital, which is insane. But it's just like the instant, like, everyone's just like immediately like, fuck you. You killed him for no reason. Yeah. It's just so like, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's so over the top and insane that it's just like. And just, like, near the ending, they have shit like this dude's face appearing on baseballs and shit. Like, it's just, like, it's so campy. It's so ridiculous. It's just, you can't even get mad at it anymore because it's just, like, like there is there is a possibility that a work like this could have been something more deeper, you know, so like an actual analysis of society or, like, some sort of, like, really cathartic comeuppance anime. But, like... There is something about just how emo and edgelord it is. That's <laughs> just funny. Uh, at least to me, I am curious. Elvi, you picked it if you want to talk about this yes, first. I, I would I love did to pick hear it. this. I, this is a series I did watch like a long time ago when it did come out. I think, you know, about up to the second season. I have not seen the third and fourth season. Well, and behold, this series lasted for four seasons. The fourth and, like, season is, like, recent, too, right? It keeps right? going. Like, yes, and I'm not surprised if there will be more of this at some point in some capacity. Um, and th- this full first season is a full-fledged 24 episodes, back when that seemed to be a more normal thing uh, for anime, which is wild. Thinking about it now, like the twelve episode core is kind of more yeah, of the especially for format. an original work, also right, right. Um, so a big thing for me, like revisiting this, let me, is I'm also revisiting a particular time period in my life, and also revisiting a particular year that was pretty insane for anime. And when I say insane for anime, there was really not a lot of memorable anime around this time. Um, 
Death Note come, does come out a year later. However, Paranoia Agent came out a year before. If, 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 we're, if I'm going to talk about those two series that are very similar to this and might be compared to, that, to those, which do kind of have like an episodic thing about them. Paranoia Agent is definitely more episodic. Um, but they both are kind of dark series about revenge. And yeah, we live in a society. Look at all these problems and people trying to take it in their own hands to do some sort of vigilante justice in a weird way and involving like the supernatural and Nicole and what have you. Um, this was also, I think, around the time period, um, you know, having to go look at other media at this time. This was also the time period where like J-horror, Japanese horror was kind of like, whoa, wasn't that, you know, it was kind of like getting this attention in America, um, like the ring, the grudge, Juon. Um, Dark Water was another mm -hmm. one, I believe. I think it was called Dark Water, yeah. That might be a different movie. I'm so sorry if it's not Dark Water. Something to do with water stains being creepy in your house and their ghost. But anyway, there was a lot of, like, the, like, modern take of the ghost revenge story in a lot of, like, um, Japanese media around this time. And it was kind of be like, whoa. I, I think it was just a very emo gothic zeitgeist uh, <laughs> that was happening around this moment for some reason. So, you know, again, it's, I'm not getting, I don't get a lot, like, I, I have not gotten a lot of, like, information or have been able to find information as to how this series has gotten the way, you know, has been pitched the way it is and manages to continue becoming kind of like a franchise at this point and, like, how it succeeded in that way. But I know for a fact that a lot of, like, investment was put into this. There's, like, a lot of producers that, like, jumped on this series. There's a lot of people who worked on the English dub of this series who are now kind of, like, big, like, English, you know, like, anime, North American distribution folks. People who do ADR now and kind of, like, bigger voice actor names. So this series kind of has a weird history to it where it kind of was a touchstone for a bunch of things. Um, that said, I don't know either way, like, what... What, you know, where did this come from, right? I The director who um, conceptual, helped conceptualize this is someone who hasn't really done anything major yeah. since early recent. Has You know, like, his major work is this. This was the work, right? This, this was the one. What else do you um, need? What else do you need? Um, but yeah, it's it, it was very funny revisiting this. I definitely laughed more. Uh, <laughs> this time, I think it is a very silly, as you said, Rose Campy series. And I think if you do look at it from the perspective, again, of, like, some of the things I reference, like, stuff like The Ring, which is kind of very cheesy and very corny and very silly, like, oh, a VHS tape is gonna fuck you up. Well, that's not really gonna work today, sweetheart. It's 2022. Mm -hmm. Who has a VHS tape player? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, there's a But then I also looking at those pieces of references, like... I think certainly there is, like, a lot going on when it comes to um, Japan in particular around this point in time. And perhaps what might have been the fear of technology, too. Like, te you know, technology intersecting with something being scary, something new. Also, on top of the fact that a lot of those things, too, have weird things going on with, like, women and, like, mothers. Which also Hellgirl kind of taps into, in a way. Um, so, I think there was just a very particular moment that was going on with Japanese horror overall and I, I think it was just was kind of tapping into that and, and just wanted to do its own thing on top of the fact that there wasn't really a lot of like noted or noteworthy anime on the air right now and I'm a network was like hey Aniplex actually I think it was especially Aniplex which is under Sony Japan uh, was like hey we need something and here you go here's this thing that can like probably air an episode every day 
if if it had twenty, you know, I, I don't. If know they had to, like, I bet they could manage something. Yeah, like air like air something late at night every day, something for like an adult kind of prime time, and here you go. Um, so it kind of shows in a lot of ways where like the animation is not great. It it just does its job. That's what I'll say. It's not it's not bad, but it does its job. But there are a lot of weird like off model moments, like. And like I slash Hell Girl like looks weird at some points, but but it's clearly like this is like done just enough to like get something on the airwaves, you know. And I for sure that was kind of like the, the the metric it was trying to hit. Like we need we need to have something airing and filling there, and it, it definitely captured people. I think in a lot of ways uh, more than what I think people realize unless they watch it again themselves and realize how silly it all is. But for sure, if you look again, I, I kind of talked about like and referenced AMVs out of this conversation before we started recording. But like, you'll be bound to find like a lot of AMVs around that time period um, using Hellgirl clips because I is very aesthetic. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> and nothing more. But people probably have not actually seen the series, so I, it works in that favor. I mean, even um, just her fucking kimono yeah. lift up is like yeah, her kimono lift up. What else her, do you need? <laughs> what else do you need? What else do you need? Um, and her fucking flowers killing you mm-hmm. and warping you into the fairy ride to hell. Um, that said, yeah, it's it's a ride. It's a little ride to hell. Uh, <laughs> it is, and I think that's how people should take it at face value. Like, it's certainly something you can't really take seriously. It is for sure just schlocky, fun, goofy, like low stakes entertainment. Um, and I know, like, I think, uh, like, I think it's, so, I, I think somewhere authentically, it did quote unquote want to say something. But it certainly is not going to do it in such a way when Paranoia Agent done it better, I think, and came out a year before and also was produced better, right? Um, and then Dead Note comes after after this came out. Um, I think where some of the biggest flaws of the series is, I think it couldn't, you know, beside the weird, is this supposed to be funny or is this, you know, I, I, I think it couldn't decide on what it wanted to do. So there's a lot of quality and consistency with like some episodes are like, okay, here's like a serious like problem. That's yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah, I see. This is, yeah. And yeah, again, not, it's not saying anything new or big, you know, here's a situation where it's like, oh yeah, someone is like in a shitty domestic household situation. They're being abused, whatever. That makes sense. That makes sense as to why, you know, it, 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 they're, it doesn't really sell it well as to why they're willing to sell their soul to hell themselves and not, I don't know, figure out a different way to get revenge. Like talk but to someone? I get the, yeah, like talk to someone. I don't know. Get get someone to be, I don't know. But I get it. But meanwhile, then you have that fucking episode with the veterinarian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a little girl who uh, requests, I'm going to send that fucker to hell. And it's like, wow. And unflinchingly, they just let her do that. They let this yeah. girl, who's probably not even 10 years old, commit to something out of haste. And, you know, kids, obviously, let alone teenagers, many teenagers who are, like, uh, signing up to this thing and, and doing the service. Um, and, you know, just not willing to kind of process the ramifications of, like, what ends up happening to her probably at the later stage of her life, right? Um, very weird and jarring. Um, that said, I think the veteran episode has one of the best sequences towards an edit episode where it's, uh, which I think they should have leaned in on more. And another problem of the show being like, they don't really 
you know, I, I think it's one thing to like throw you into a world, especially like a horror, supernatural, you know, kind of world filled with mystique and fantasy where they don't immediately exposit what is going on and what things are and explain to you what's going on and handhold you. But for sure, the show benefits definitely because of those characters, those weird, like, otherworldly characters, like the Hell Girl herself. And they don't, and they do this later on past these episodes for sure. But I wish they actually leaned in on more, like, letting the viewer get to know who the fuck the Hell Entourage yeah. is. They're, like, awesome. They're, like, I think the they're the old best characters. Man. Like, the old man is the old becomes man who becomes a doll. The straw doll. Yeah, like, right. And like, it would be so fun if they're like show him kind of like what like, like does he process in the as a doll? Like, like what does he yeah. experience? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, like they don't explain who those people are yet. Like when we finally do get to see more bits of them, they're really fun. They do the whole haunted house. We're, we're going to throw this person in a haunted house and make them face their sins one final time before we throw them on the boat to hell. That's really fun. So like on in the veterinarian episode, for instance, when that, you know, whole thing goes down, gets to the end. Yeah, they basically... Yeah, they, they do a whole thing where, like, they're kind of re-simulating what this guy has done to the animals. Like, oh, yeah, he's just been ignoring their cries and pains. They fucking throw him in a car accident. <laughs> he's, every bone of him is fucking broken. He's fucked up. They throw him in a cage. And, yeah, they ignore him. They pretend to be, like, a medical team, and they threaten to, like, saw him open. You know, it's a whole, it's, like, insane, but it's also really funny, and it gets the point across. They're really fun characters with distinct personalities, and I absolutely wish they just from the get-go leaned in on them more and, like, spent time more with them as individuals as opposed to these people that show up at the end. And you're just like, oh, okay, hello. Um, especially in some episodes where they actually do show more, have more time with them where it's like they do they do pretty much imply and establish that, uh, the, the, again, the Hell Correspondence team, I guess, the Entourage, I don't know what to call them officially. Um, they do kind of investigate and recon the cases they get, you know? That's also And they fun. thought the, the vet insane. one was good. <laughs> yeah, the vet one is very good. Yeah. Um, but the whole, like, insane thing with the, um, yeah, the dancer school slash adoptee episode <laughs> where I herself is just, like, in, in, in like, her, her fucking lounge room. I don't know what's going on with it. She has got a cap. She's got the cap on. She's got a scarf. She's sitting on a tree just looking at the, this insane girl. Like, that's really funny. Like, it, the show absolutely needed more of those bits where they're just like, okay, what are these people doing when they're not, like, pranking people? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 like, like, for a reason for us to stick around and be like, yeah, I mean, you know, like over time, that's kind of, I think the feeling that happened with most of us, it's like, oh, okay, this is kind of fun. I, I have a reason to stick around. But I think if they did that from the get-go, there is more of a reason to like kind of better, you know, know these characters, especially since they do each have their own individual backstories as to how they got there. Um, but yeah, it's overall like a wild series that has kept going somehow. Um, for reasons I cannot explain myself, especially as we approach the 2010s, <laughs> which is what the last season, uh, the last season did air in 2017 somehow. Um, and there were a couple other pieces of media that really sense too. still. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, I, I, it's certainly not, it's certainly not a bad series, but it's certainly a series that I, I, I think I hold to my heart that it's very fun. <laughs> and I would recommend to people to just try out a bit. Um, like the moment I heard that opening theme song I was like, yeah, this was a good ass song. Same with the ending song. Yeah. But again, it felt very, 
I felt very much of a time capsule. Like the moment I heard it, I was like, whoa, I remember this completely. I, I, I just remembered also the lyrics and everything. It, it's a very good opening song. It's, I, the thing I said when I saw it for the first time was I was like, thank God Serial Experiment Lane did what it did for anime openings. <laughs> so we wouldn't get stuff like right, this. Right, absolutely. God. Oh. It, it is funny to bring up Lane though, because I feel like Lane is in conversation with this as well. To some extent. I mean, you know, coming back to the cultural touchstone of everything, we are in a post-9-11 scenario. Like, I, it feels like it's weird to, like, bring up 9-11 so much sometimes, but at the same time, it's like... <laughs> it fucked up the world. It fucked up the <laughs> Extremely. world. We, like, we are all collectively in a hell because of 9-11. <laughs> And I can only laugh about that now. But no, seriously, like, it's one part that, you know, we're 10 years removed from the uh, Tokyo sarin gas attacks that the mm-hmm. uh, Om Shinrikyo mm-hmm. put out as well. There's this encroaching increase of technology, and especially at 2005, like, my personal MO is that, for the most part, no real decade really sticks until you hit that five-year mark. Sometimes and mm-hmm. 2005 oh, is yeah, yeah. definitely the marker of the aughts, and you see this, you know, fear of technology, fear of the interconnectivity, the worry about, you know, necessarily like who is watching outside my window, who is trying to get into my house, what is security and what is safety, and a lot of these stories, for as clumsy as they can be, at least still get to this idea that so long as I can at least present some form of justice for this situation I can live with the repercussions of my actions and I think um, you know those first few episodes are still fucking rough because it it does the Persona 5 thing where okay we've started at um, sexual harassment, sexual assault um, castigation and um like outcry because of manipulation and gaslighting like we start at 10 and it's like man i like i i'm just actually getting pissed off about what's going on here yeah i'm having fun mm-hmm. with the haunted house parts but holy shit it is difficult to see this and like really stomach it because it is very true to form especially with you know again i can't fully say what is the case of mid-2000s japanese culture but I feel like we have at least been able to osmose enough where there is at least an understanding of conformity, wanting to keep to the status quo rather than try and like bring up an upheaval or like bring up an immediate um, difference. And also this idea that like whatever is the path of least resistance, you know, the uh, shogunai uh, as a phrase being very um, poignant here. Like there are episodes, I think about the patissier episode where the sister is just like why don't we call the police why aren't we like investigating about this why can't we do anything about this and very true to the situation the sister because in that case um the younger sister shows off a a dessert that her uh, older sister was working on to her former um like employer who won tried to coerce her into dating him and did not want to do and to you know after that separation wanted to go ahead and start her own business 
because of reason. Like, you know, we wanted to do the business. Our dad wanted us to do this. Like, a lot of heartfelt compassion there, but bringing that dessert, and he's like, okay, cool, I can copy this and humiliate you on live TV because of my pull and power in this specific sphere. And, yeah, like, in that kind of a situation, it makes sense that in the grand scheme of things, you realize, ah, fuck, what is there that I can do? Like, I think, ultimately, it is very smart that these are so, like, triggering situations, if only because the pulling of the thread and wanting to ultimately see that retribution, it works out. Like, it never did I feel... Like, I was seeing something where, like, oh, yeah, this guy didn't deserve it. They do a good job of showing you a yep. fucker that gets <clears throat> sent to hell. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, there's definitely something to that. And, like, it definitely speaks on just a lot of themes that were going on at the time. And especially as, you know, as the series develops and tries to get a bit more of a consistent narrative going on. We eventually meet a, a journalist and his daughter who, the daughter, for whatever reason, can actually, like, sense um, eyes, like, um, presence, and can actually get, like, mm-hmm. visions of, you know, where exactly is the um, person who put out the contract? What exactly are they doing? And this journalist wants to just figure out the story of Hell Girl and, like, crack that case, which eventually leads him to someone that... And this I really appreciated as sort of like the last episode in our batch. We see someone who did make the pact and is getting ready to just... To die. Yeah, getting ready to die and get sent to hell. And it showcases, again, some of that difference where, you know, the hell girl has always been around. The hell correspondents have been around for a while. But in this case, it's more so, oh, you need a strong conviction and reason for revenge in order for the um, newspaper, you know, listicle to appear to you so you can then send your letter and get a correspondence that way. And Hmm. at the time, that probably makes sense, but also the onset of the internet and they comment on this deal. Like, the grandma's even like, oh, you get so many messages lately, don't you? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, no, probably now at the turn of the millennium with instant messaging and access to, like, slowly getting to the point of being always online, it makes sense that there are, like, this this greater range of, like, you know, still just, still wanting to find revenge for the sake of it, to... Some cases where it's definitely like, man, I don't even know if, like, I want this person to win, necessarily. Or, like, what, fucking, the two friends. That's definitely one where it's like, oh, buddy, you gotta put a plus 18 sign on your website. (laughs) It just needs to be an age of consent for Hellgirl. Like, they need to be like, no, like, the site doesn't show up for you because you're fucking 10 years old. <laughs> Anybody can die. Anybody because they can choose go to, hell. to do that right before, like um the um the episode with the CEO or whatever woman. Yes, yes, she, yes. She, yeah. She's actively not be able to see the website because right. they're well, choosing not to let her see it. In that case, it is one where they're like trying to use hell the hell correspondence as like a means to get up the corporate ladder. 
And in that case, it's at least... Basically, that's the Death Note episode, yeah. But yeah, in that case, it's like, <laughs> eh, you know, you're not actually, like, mad at this guy. He didn't, like, wrong you. You just want to kill him. Which, mm-hmm. that we won't do. However, you did fuck you did fuck up this girl bad enough that now she has a reason to go and like get you. Which they do they do explain that later, I guess, also like in the last episode that we watched of like this idea that you only you can only access it if you truly have grief in your soul or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, and like in that case in retrospect it does make sense where it's like, oh yeah, that girl probably hated her situation and so it probably would come through however you know it's not her necessarily that's putting in the correspondence but yeah it it was a rough start but as soon as i just like let myself get into the melodrama of it i really started enjoying it like if i had to plot flowers of evil the anime series and um Hellgirl on a graph. The one would be like, you know, middle start because you're still not sure where it's going. And then it just dives. Here it's like, oh man, I'm not sure where, like, it's a low start, but then it just exponentially gets better. Because <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I don't know if it's, it's just like, I keep saying the consistency of the bit, but that really is what stuck out to me. Just like mm-hmm. every single episode. Like, it's not just that they hit upon the same notes every episode. It's that they literally hit the same notes every episode. Like, they have her Hellgirl do her little bit. They have the bit where the dude gets owned. Like, it, it's she always ferries them to hell. <laughs> it, it's your magical shirt girl show. It's your sentai. Yeah. It is... It yes. is the weekly periodical that, as soon as you get into that momentum, you're like, "All right, I, I, I can't wait to see when we get to hell." Like, when I think about it, I think like my only real problem when it got to the end was that that show does not establish its like. How do I put this? I think that as a society in general, this is especially a problem in America mainly. But there's this idea that Christianity is just the default, almost. Um, mm-hmm. and not even just Christianity, just theology, religion, um, stuff like that. Like, this idea of hell, like, is just ingrained as a specific concept. And, like, my problem is always you see stuff like, like um, Greek underworlds gets just painted as, like, a hell-like place, even though that's absolutely not what it was like in a lot of Greek stuff. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just a lot of mapping of specific beliefs and stuff like that and here it's like the same thing where it's like yeah like shintoism has its own specific hell and there's all this other stuff but it's like what is hell girl's hell you don't really explain it ever and i don't know if they get into that later or anything but it's like this idea of just saying like you don't get to know the joys of heaven you just have to be in <laughs> hell where they torture you forever it's like but who made it like you know like it's just no, like i i yeah. i needed more if you're going to make everything about this is like i would hope like in 13 episodes we would get to it a little <laughs> bit i don't right yeah. you know so you know on top of the magical girl sequence you see the like um people signing up submitting their queries in their little moment of burning and like <laughs> they're all they see their skeleton they show they get, they all of them the getting sure, tortured they all by do skeletons. the same thing and yet they're and they're all not slayed either way somehow um as if that was supposed to slay yeah them. um no but i totally agree on top of like them not 
fully... I'm missing so many opportunities to, from the beginning, already start exploring who are these people. In general, the the world's mythology does not not make it still does not make sense to me. I'm going to say that for, it still does not make sense to me. It is a weird combination of Buddhism, Shintoism, and Christianity. Question mark. Yeah, unclear. That, like, for Every, each sure. one of these spaces has like a space to torture those who have done suffering onto people. Yes, uh, which is very much like a more more of a thing, like kind of. A lot of religions, uh, like, when you get into the theology of it, there is, like, an understanding. Because ultimately, if you break down religion, a lot of it is, you know, one part a purpose of sanity for folks living in shit conditions, trying to at least make sense of the suffering. Another part of it is an agreement or pact, where ultimately, you know, by me abiding to these um, epitaphs, to these sets of beliefs, I will be able to be rewarded for the work that I do here, regardless mm. of how, like, dutiful or difficult it is. And, it, again, like, to some extent, it translates. Like, you know, ultimately, the best conditions are the ones where the person understands. Like, yeah, you know, when I die, I'll go to hell. But right now, in this moment, I have achieved peace or I have achieved my solace. And all I can do is live. In a twisted sense, that is, like, the most optimistic way that you come out of it. And it makes sense for the kind of show that would come out, again, like, in the middle of just yeah. shit starting to happen, shit already happening, and then we're still, like, five years away from Twitter starting to pop off and, like, other social media to, like, pick up in that aspect. It's, yeah. Yeah. I just always think about, like, very specifically this idea that, like, oh, everyone knows what a heaven and hell is. Like, that just makes sense. It's just like, I... Uh, uh. No, no, definitely, definitely. I'm not going to say that it's, like, universal, but at the same time, there is at least understandings. Like, it's one of those cases where if you break or if you have the broadest definitions of those words there are at least connections to be made there. Mm -hmm. uh, John, I haven't touched on you yet. How, what, do you, what are your thoughts on I, the hell girl? I, I, don't, I don't really have anything else to say. Y'all basically hit it. Like, when I was watching this, I was just like... Yeah, I felt the same way. Like, like Maverick said, like, it, gives, it gives kind of a bad first impression because it is like trying to be serious. It is trying to set up this concept... And it's very, very repetitive, and it's 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 just like it's something that I did not agree with the politics of, um, you know, like you said, like why does it have to be like this, like like you know that like you know hell is supposed to be for sinners, not just people who made a bad deal, um, you know, yada yada yada, but. Yeah, at a certain point, it just got so stupid. I was laughing at it. Uh, it like the thing that reminded me, um. That that I just kept thinking of, and this is gonna sound crazy, but it it made me just think a lot of fucking Law and Order, like watching <laughs> yeah. episodes of Law and Order, <laughs> and just yeah, being yeah. like, yeah, I don't agree with the politics of this, like you know, because this is it's, it's a fucking cop show, but God, this is just so stupid. I gotta watch it, like like. <laughs> 
Helgo needed I, Kyle McLaughlin judo throwing that kid or whatever or that cop. Yeah, judo throwing the cop shoot. and then shooting the kid. Yeah, yeah. We we if I I think Ice Ice T should have been yeah. in the entourage and he could have just been like <laughs> you know like making some salient points and then also giving a shout out to Gears of War here and there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't know she's the Hell Girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that means you're in hell. <laughs> <laughs> this thing about the that means you gay. <laughs> no, she should, so like they could replace it and have her be like, "I am I," and then he goes, "If you're stupid, that <laughs> you don't know that she's the hell girl or whatever." Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he's explaining it to them. God, yeah, exactly, exactly. Who do you think um, she is? Some Girl Scout? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's great that's the american adaptation there you go exactly exactly <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah it just reminded me a lot of watching law and order and just like it, watching all this stupid shit go down and like the serious like the, whenever it's trying to be serious it's like come on but then when it's just yeah. full-on goofy you're like okay all right we're just this is dumb this is we're just having fun and yet yeah, the journalist guy does add another layer to it but God, yeah, I just wish that, like, there were other actual characters in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's fine. It's not terrible. It's just okay. Whatever. I, I really think that the last episode, episode 13, is, like, probably the first time I was like, you know, this might actually just be a good episode, like, explaining all of mm-hmm. the stuff. Like, it felt, like, mm-hmm. well put together and, like, well considered and, like, starting to expand the cut, like... The explanations of what this world is and what it's been like for a while, like, in a way that it was like, wow, like, you did nothing for 13 fucking episodes, guys. (laughs) Like, most anime are 12 episodes. Even back then, like, so many of them were, like, 12 episodes, 10 episodes, like... And that was a whole story, and it was just, like, you couldn't even, like... Yeah. Like, did we need the veterinarian episode? I feel like maybe we could have like left that <laughs> I mean, one out and spent did, an episode. Because it was I insane. Think, I, I think it's very good. Uh, <laughs> you know, actually, I, I have my notes here. The things, the things that I wanted to mention, um, mm-hmm. just real quick. Uh, one, the old man has a very tiny fist in the opening. That's very funny. <laughs> yeah. I think about he it all the time. Like a, uh-huh. He also does like a dab, oh, or like he hits like the the scarf. That's yeah. so sick. Every time I was like, yeah, like every time. Yeah. He's like, he's so cool. This guy rules. This um, Number two, uh, the veterinarian episode again, like the, this is, this assistant lady is insane. What is she doing? Why did she do that to that 10 year old girl? Why didn't she call hell girl? I right. feel like she should have called why hell did, girl. Why did she why did damn she this 12 year old? Especially cause like at the end, she's like, Oh, I have. I, I'm going back to the country, and Peace. I'll have a great life, and you'll go to I'm hell. Straight to a different clinic. Yeah, yeah. There's like also, there's implication that girl was an orphan. Yeah, she like, lives with her is, grandmother so or something. Why did, I like, I don't remember. You know, I there. It, it kind of set it up as like, oh, the assistant was going to adopt her, or something, right? And it just didn't do that. <laughs> she just fucked off after. Like, She's like, bye, good luck. But just like the Holy idea crap. that this woman, this grown woman, this like thirty-year-old woman or something, was, was like telling all this, this shit. Ten-year-old girl, child. just like she comes to her crying, like I just wanted to say thanks. My boss is I'm so bad. So sad, and you, she's I, like, well, right. no, just like her being like, oh. I just wanted to offer my prayers and everything. I I miss my dog so much, but it it's getting better. 
And then she just goes, <laughs> it will never get better because no one loved your dog and he hated your dog. <laughs> You're just like, whoa, dude. Like, <laughs> he, took, what? he took a phone call instead of getting to your dog immediately. And I just stood there, even though I'm the nurse yeah, like, and I could have also helped. <laughs> yeah, it was just, that was insane. Um, let's see, other notes. Uh, all the, di- the teacher episode is the most insane one overall. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm agreeing with this. That was the most insane one. I have no idea what happened there. That was really scary. Yeah. All of that was, was really scary. There, there's at least some, again, like know. sometimes there's like pockets of something. It, it isn't yeah. completely I there. I it's just unfinished. That one is at least like, you know. <laughs> Oh, you don't always know the people that you have connections to, and you like can connect. Like, again, there is at least something of a message there, but then also, yeah, it's just like, yo, girl, can you blow my brains out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, girl who also has depression. Um, I mean, and then mood, the other note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other note. Uh, episode where they forced that girl to drink acid. Why did she say fuck so much? She said fuck so much. She was cussing <laughs> so much. She said more. I definitely missed something out. She said, did, so you watched the sub LV or? I watched the sub Oh LV, my God, yes, you I missed there, so much. Because I've never much. seen it. Okay, fair enough. I don't remember, I, I trust, I assure you, I don't remember a lot of the dub, even though I I do assure you I have seen it originally, but like, I, 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 I imagine it was very funny. Uh, <laughs> she, they said fuck so it's just like in that episode it was just like this girl being like what is your fucking problem fuck you like and it was just like whoa like yeah, out of nowhere and yeah like, like a fucking bitch is that what you think i am yeah and it was just like holy shit dude where did this come from they like they really went they really went overboard we were like we got established she's a bad person from the psycho oh, i guess i do have i have one more note which is also i i've said this in the chat already also but shout outs to this dude who realized he hates women and is gay oh yeah <laughs> in the ceo yeah. episode <laughs> uh, that that's a perfect example of it feels like they're coming up with like these ideas of like these are characters i want to do and then they're like oh god we need to get this episode out tomorrow <laughs> type stuff or something like the script needs to be done now we uh, i just have ideas not like no i truly image. think the most insane character is the talking parrot um, yeah okay yeah that's true i didn't with the i didn't even shop. write that down but that is true Though i assure you the parrot never coming never fucking comes back they don't explain that parrot at all it's not i, I do remember even they t- never explained the parrot like it's not repeating canned phrases it's just having no, conversation it's just, <laughs> it's just a sentient yeah. parrot talking back to you <laughs> in the porno store yeah yeah <laughs> What? It was basically a why did the, Like, why that. did he exist? Because the dude could talk. Also, that was the thing that got me. Like, yeah, it why? seemed like he was t- talking for the dude, and I was like, okay. And then the dude just talked normally, and I was like, okay. He gets lonely at the porno store. <laughs> yeah, it's specifically, it's specifically an old porno store. Yeah, the old. Store. That was the thing. Yeah, the yeah, old. It's thing. like I, I can't imagine going mad in there. No one. Yeah, no. It's the uh, it's the copies of Playboy that also have those old articles. 
Oh, you know what? Also, uh, one other thing that I noticed consistently. Sometimes Hellgirl seems to solve the problems for them also. Like, smooth out things. Like, yeah. like oh, all of a sudden everyone knows that he was the murderer or whatever. Like, stuff like that. Right. And then it, sometimes they just don't. Like, I was thinking about very specifically the episode with that dude who pushed the girl out the window or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, at the end... The girl sits down with her friend who's in a coma, and I'm, like, thinking, is the girl going to wake up now? And then she just doesn't. And it's like, <laughs> okay, hell girl, how do you decide who you like? I mean, like she's I like, all right, my work's like, done. If it's literally like, oh, um, here's everything that you need to reveal, you know, X person Their sins or whatever. Along. And yeah. that's all, yeah. Maybe maybe it is that, but it feels like sometimes it's, like, really, like, like, like with the bakery one, too. Like... How did that get solved? <laughs> like, in any way? Like, you know, just because. Uh, Fucking point and laugh at this kid that lost that, her mom. Uh, that was... <laughs> uh, the gossiping episode! <laughs> yes! She joins in on them at the end! Yeah, oh that's how God. you win. You become oh. part of the problem. <laughs> John, you were completely right there. Like that was she did die of horny. That yeah, was that's what happened to that woman. Insane comparing. Like I think about every slice of life girls anime where they're like, "Wow, you smell like delicious food. That's awesome." And then like I this one, one, they're like, "You smell like gyoza. What a freak!" And it's yeah, like, yeah, like what? I was sitting there like, like food. Yeah, like if <laughs> some if someone came into work or something smelling like yoza, I'd be like, "Damn, you got some? You could share with me." Like. I'd be pumped. I'd be like, hell yeah. Like, tell Wow, me, you tell can make yours. Hey, hey, That's cool. Hey, do you know that it is to the day 17 years since that episode got released in Japan? <laughs> Let's fucking go. <laughs> Happy birthday, Hellgirl. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Early Stupid afternoon ass. window. November 8th, 2005. Still not at the, uh, my, my, my uh, proposed age of consent for Hellgirl of 18. Still not there yet, but... <laughs> Hellgirl doesn't care. <laughs> she doesn't give a shit, man. That's like the thing that I just kept thinking the entire series. Like I was waiting. Like sometimes she looks a little sad off into the distance, but yeah, it's very She doesn't fucking care. Nah, <laughs> She's like, eh. everyone go to hell. Don't matter. Yeah. The episode <laughs> where the girl sorts out the problem and all the hell guys are like, "All right, I guess we don't. We're not needed here. That's kind of weird. Whatever." And then she's just like. Bye, and then she leaves, and then it's like she teleports the doll into their hand. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what are you doing, girl? Uh, hell of a show. I'm glad you picked that one, LV. Honestly, I needed that uh, that refreshing. Like, yeah, it, um, it was. Uh, it was just I, yeah. crazy enough to be like a bit of a reprieve. Like it's. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like go out of my way to tell anyone to watch this. Because it's definitely not, like, worth being like, oh, yeah, no, I'm going to sit down and watch Hell Girl. But it's funny, you know? I would, but, like, specifically, you either got to watch it all, like, in a one consistent go. You got to commit to the whole thing, Mm -hmm. or you have to choose a curated list, I think, of better episodes. Or even just, like, make it a weekly, because I think, like, it really shows that um, you have a... Like, you have a show that is having to scrape by week to week, and to see it all, like, consistently is... I would say the first three episodes, 
torture yourself by going through them all, but know that that is, like, the lowest point in terms of just, like, oh, man, I do not feel good watching this. Because mm-hmm. then once you get the vet episode, it's nothing but laughs. Yeah. For real, eh? that really is the turning point, isn't it? That's just the one where you're like, all right, fuck it. We're the goosebumps now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, there was a live action series. Yes. Too, but, and I, but I did manage to catch instead a live action movie, which is separate. It's like why they keep, they keep making stuff out of Hell Girl. Sure. Um, which to quickly comment on it for sure. I think that movie, that movie was bad. I just need to say from that movie was bad. Uh, I feel like every live action thing I have explored a lot and I've seen have been actually good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, right, not, yeah. Actually, that's true. And, or like have like had a lot of shiny things I thought were better than the initial animated. This was actually just bad and like shockingly so. I kind of had hopes for it. I was like, oh okay, sure. Um, and I think. And 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 why and where it's bad, it's because it encapsulates a lot of things where kind of the premise of Hell Girl Girl doesn't really work in a modern t- today setting. If it didn't, if it doesn't commit to like properly incorporating like the zeitgeist, like the digital, how the digital age is now, where you know at least the first season of Hell Girl was very much this is the flip bone, you know, again very two thousands, and there were a lot of things going on that this makes sense as to for me to suspend my disbelief as to why things are happening with Arrow. This movie was made in 2017. So, like, th- there you go. There's already a lot of things where they just did not capitalize on social media. Uh, like, there were characters using smartphones and stuff. So, like, and they didn't really do anything with that. They didn't do anything with that. Really, the selling points for, for, for the movie was, like, they did a lot of cool, you know, as cheesy and very fake they were. There were fun visual effects with the fucking Magical Girl sequence. They did really cool bits with... Uh, making things a little more creepy. Some of the, like, sequences were very gross and gnarly when it came to depicting, like, people's, uh, fa- like, you know, people imagining, like, oh, God, what's, gonna, what's hell going to be like? It, it, they really they really pulled the stops. It really was a full-fledged, like, oh, yeah, okay, I see. Yeah, they got they got the guy, they got all the guys who do, like, a lot of the classic horror bits for Japanese movies. They're, they're all in on this. But every other part of the movie was just bad. It was just a bad story. It felt like they, they like compressed basically two different plots. It was an entirely original story. None of it adapted anything of any of the episodes. It was just a new story with new characters, but it just wasn't good. But with that said, like I, 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 I think the problems with it truly, I think, is because it kind of missed what kind of the fun parts of Hell Girl is. And it, it, it definitely leaned in towards a story that doesn't do it a service. It felt very like Hell Girl was tacked on as an afterthought to a really bad, like, horror drama uh, and nothing else, you know what I mean? Just to summarize it. Um, but in the way the visual effects worked, it, again, it, it, that I think does in the service shows how much Hell Girl was very much like a great time capsule of what, like, what J-horror was like around that time. Where, oh, it, yeah, that works, that works. And that, like, is convincing me to hop on this stupid haunted house ride and just take it for what it is, right? Um, and, and yeah, the costumes were good for what they did, too. But, yeah. Um, quite honestly, I... <laughs> the, I the, the utter tragic thing about Hellgirl is that, um, you know, and this is a very important tidbit, if anyone is interested in jumping on it, this series has went through some of the weirdest licensing hells I've ever seen. Every season of this series has been licensed by a different, at least for North American release, has been licensed by a different company? Every season, 
Um, so if anyone's interested in watching this series, if you haven't, and you and you didn't watch the series because it's like, where the hell do you want me to watch this, guys? Like, I don't understand. It's because for some reason only the fourth season is legally available uh, on most streaming platforms, and the other three are not. They're, they are indeed stuck in hell, if you will, right now. Um, and I don't know how that's going to be addressed in the near future, but uh, good luck out there. We did find our ways, and I'm sure you have your own ways that I'm not sure if we can legally like say openly, but... Um, <laughs> The series itself is in its own weird yeah. hell, um, <laughs> uh, which is also another interesting, uh, very, oh yes, 2000s anime um, dilemma, um, especially with many um, anime distribution companies that have gone under or folded from that time period since. Um, but maybe, maybe one day media accessibility won't be such an issue. Uh, <laughs> um so yeah. It's it really is just like seeing this specifically was just like, man, there are so many fucking shows from the early two thousands that are just gone. They're just gone unless you yeah. know to look for them specifically. Like there's no stumbling across it really mm-hmm. in an easy respect. And that's so fucking annoying. <laughs> but yeah, Hell Girl. Uh hell of a program. Um, yeah, that is true. We so we did get uh, a a a a a bit of a, an opinion here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so this is from this is from Century Punk here. Uh, one of Rose Rose's live-in wife, as it were. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess that's 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 how I wife I would parentheses it. domestic. Yeah, wh- <laughs> wife, wife uh, in other room currently. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so Robin says, Hellgirl wasn't quote-unquote good, but she did a finisher on every monster of the week, and that's what's important. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's so yeah, true. Pretty much, yeah. Watching the dub was the way to go, if just for the episode where the evil lady constantly curses. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? And what was with the parrot in the porn shop? <laughs> I feel like you, you see that episode and you just sit there in disbelief like after that happens like out of nowhere for no reason. God. Yeah, like it, it, this is yeah, it is exactly it is that kind of show. It is like yeah, you should watch this asterisk asterisk asterisk. Like not not necess- like yeah, it, it I mean there are some triggering bits, but it is mostly just this isn't good. It's so stupid. I don't agree with any of it, but it's so st- it's so stupid. It's so funny. Like I, I don't it's... know if I call it like a the room situation where like they accidentally no. made something funny, but it's just it's just dumb. It's just yeah. dumb fun. It's just ridiculous. Like, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I uh, w- one other thing that I will say though that was very funny. Um, they um. They they like released a new statue of I, like just as we started watching this. Like they oh put out a hell yeah, which is just like this really funny like overlap. 
again, we're the tastemakers. This happened before, didn't this? This is, this is like something similar. Like this happened semi recently. I feel like when we were watching other things, I, I can't they remember. they freed kids on the slope from jail. I That's uh, true. They did do they, that. Yeah. They they put yeah. out like a bunch of big O stuff right after. That was it. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. That was that was more recent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah. shit? I, I definitely need to get my hands on on the we bag, have, like, model kit. <laughs> we got the finger on the pulse. Is what we I'm do. Saying. We we got we it. We're we're gonna crush it. Um, wreck it. Yeah, we're gonna reverse. Oh yeah, we talked. To, I, I don't. Yeah, the reverse fucking Rockley finisher. Also, because I think <laughs> yeah. we talked about that before the podcast. <laughs> the down. But yes. that was so fucking good. She fucking just fell with him and took him to <laughs> she, hell. Yeah, she just fell with him. Oh Very man. Good. Very good. Extremely good. Um. All right. Now for more modern anime released in the last uh, decade, last uh, 15 years, even. So yeah, uh, real show. Uh, I'm going to lead off right away with a very very short, sweet. Uh, I watched the Made in Abyss film, the the, the one that was released after they did the compilation films a couple years ago or whatever. Um, They made a third movie, right? That was like a sequel Mm -hmm. between that and the season that's currently airing on the TV. Um... I think it has cemented that I will not watch any more Made in Abyss anymore. Um, so this is obviously a series that has a lot of caveats you have to take with it, right? Like, it is it is made by a real sicko uh, in terms of, like, the content that goes in. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of respects, I was treating it a lot like uh, Monogatari to an extent of, like, yeah, there's bad stuff, but, like, the good stuff's really good. And uh, with this movie, it's the same thing. The good stuff's really good. There's, like, fantastic, like, scene direction, really cool ideas for, like, you know, creatures, lore, like, exploration-based medium, stuff like that. Interesting character conceit, stuff like that. But it's all just completely dragged down into the dirt by just being made by just one of, like, a horrible person, basically, (laughs) like... It's just made by a dude who, like, thinks it's funny to make, like, sexual jokes about children. And I just cannot take it anymore. <laughs> and uh, it's a real bummer. It's a real bummer. Um, I don't... So, are, so are you saying it's, like, amped up and worse in the movie? Um, yes. Um, yeah. So, like, in the original mm-hmm. series, there was definitely, like, there was jokes about, like... So, so like, in the original series, there was, like, a couple, like... Yeah. questionable What's things in the first couple oh, yeah. couple episodes but then after that yeah. it was pretty straightforward like it was pretty much yeah, like just like you might get a joke about them pissing or something right and that was just right. like whatever i can deal with that this was like uh-oh they alarm they show the, I, i'm sorry i have to say this they show the robot boy right yeah they show them like sucking shit out of his dick no like straight up no like for no reason is the main thing right. like literally no yeah. reason at all not that i want a reason to be clear also i, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to no see reason. it at all but <laughs> i was just sitting no there yeah. like in shock right. like just no reason and then they also made like the main new girl of the movie just she made like two jokes about her dad's dick and it's just like dude Right. Why? Hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and again, like, this is type of, this is the type of stuff that this was like, 
wow, this is a one joke that happened, you know, 15 chapters apart or something in a manga. Maybe it would be easier to stomach, but this was just like, I don't know. It's just like, this is a serious, we're doing serious shit. Okay. Like we don't need this. Like this is, it just really rubbed me the wrong way. And it, and, and from what I've heard from the most recent season, it only gets worse also. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, all right, I will tap out. This was sort of my test to see if I was going to tap out or not. And I am definitely tapping out and it sucks because again, really great production, um, for an anime. Like they have great soundtrack. Um, they have, really good visuals like great animation cuts like cool effects like and just a fantastic conceit of just this idea of exploring this like fucked up place um and then establishing the mythos behind it and all the fucked up people that would do something like this um and it's just like i just don't understand why um not just that like the dude who made it would make this because i'd believe that like the dudes are just allowed to do whatever they want right and then they just make something insane but like the idea that like the anime studio adapting this was like well we need to keep that in is Mm -hmm. like very distressing honestly right like why did they animate that stuff happening to that robot why like why like literally why it's just uh, it's a real bummer. Yeah. Um, it's a real bummer. Cause like, 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 yeah, like, like I said, like the first season was a lot of caveats, but like a lot of that was like more like, you know, like you can take it at worst face value or you could like give it a slight benefit of the doubt to an extent with a lot of it. And then it's just like, no, there's, there's literally nothing you can do here. Like it's very clear immediately. Like, okay, yeah, th- that stuff was because it is this dude's fetish or whatever. And that's awful. That is that is really bad. Mm-hmm. Real bummer. Um, I, I obviously yeah. like it's fine if if other people out there are like able to work through that and watch that. No no judgment here, but man, I cannot. <laughs> More like taking a piss. He that's the, that's what they were <laughs> sucking out of him. Yep. all right moving on moving on moving on moving on please now yeah now you know why i fucking was so upset (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) doing the fucking chopper crying face (laughs) yeah great fantastic maverick i needed that that's a perfect transition because i heard that you saw the one piece film i did one Piece in IMAX is real. <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, man. Let me tell you. So, um, I was back home this week, uh, this past weekend, uh, back with the parents for my birthday and whatnot, and it found out that, oh, wow, One Piece Film Red is coming out, you know, uh, in November. As of today, it should still be out. I believe, like, it, uh, surpassed Black Adam in the box office, which <laughs> fucking rocks. I love that. But, um, no, specifically, I found out that they were showing it in my local theater in fucking IMAX, and I'm like, oh, I gotta see this, regardless of the actual quality of the movie, I just wanna, I wanna experience this, I want, I love that this is an option for an anime movie, I bet the Demon Slayer movie in IMAX would've been awesome too, but I'll, like, Mm. 
take solace in knowing that this is what I went in for. And ultimately, I had a really fun time. So, like, truth be told, I have not watched any other One Piece movie. I tend to be a little more reserved about a shonen films in particular because, like, I don't necessarily need the additional fan service that comes up in a lot of these films because, you know, for the most part, they are usually non-canon. They relate to stuff that is happening outside of the actual narrative itself and is more so usually there to provide fan service opportunities and just, like, hypotheticals that can just be a bit more enjoyable because of the fact that you don't have to worry about the stakes overall. Uh, a lot of people liked One Piece uh, Stampede for that. I think people see that as a very fan service heavy film, and that's fine. Uh, I'm not particularly looking for that, and so in that aspect, I feel like I take a lot more out of Film Red because of the fact that it doesn't have as much fan service going on. Like, there are things that are get that get baked into it, but it does more to focus on the original story that it's telling and specifically um and again like this is all non-canon so it's hard to pinpoint where exactly uh this one takes place but it's eh, you know in and around where some of the current story arcs are so keep that in mind if you are someone that wants to be caught up and might you know get some spoilers there is stuff at the climax that is very much like uh oh hey if you're caught up get ready because we're we're gonna get close to animating that so you know be wary there but basically uh we see this uh girl uta who is sort of just like an idol in the one piece world which you know unheard of like this wouldn't have been a thing that any of these like films would have tried to touch like 20 years ago really only now is it really coming by specifically because it's also working it in specifically as it relates to internet culture which i found interesting but basically you know um uta uta is getting all of her like music uh spread across uh, the world people are really interested in her because you know as a result of the great pirate age uh, there have been a lot of people that have been just ransacking shit and have been just, like, making stuff bad for a lot of other people. Uh, and it, it's funny that, you know, it, it's a good reminder that ultimately One Piece is a fuck cop series. Because there are just lines where it's like, mm -hmm. man, the Navy sucks, but these pirates that have been coming by are really just grinding my gears. But, like, uh... And, you know, that's sort of like the ethos where it's just like, man, everything sucks. I need an escape. I need someone that'll help to ease the pain. And this leads into the Straw Hats uh, going to check out, you know, uh, Uta's first concert, basically. Uh, she's holding it at this old uh, island that was abandoned because everyone there mysteriously vanished. But, you know, we'll repurpose it. It's fine. Whatever. And we hit the first, like, a song, because uh, if you were not aware, Uta is 
her singing voice is done by Otto, an up-and-coming like um, person who's worked the vocalite scene and whatnot. Fantastic voice. It is ridiculous. Some of these songs and just like the bends and breaks for like ultimately, you know, still current J-pop stuff. But it was phenomenal to witness and you know, it, the the plot basically gets into sort of just like the standard, oh man, everything sucks outside. What if we just made, you know, a world for us, a world to get away from just all the bad stuff? Um, I think I had joked about it in other circles, but it really is like tinges of Pokemon the Movie 3, if you're familiar. Uh-huh. You know, where like Entei uh, helps the uh, little girl like escape the reality because they're just making their own uh, fantasy world. Because living in reality sucks and it's hard. Uh, take that conceit, mix it in with like set piece wise for like a lot of the culmination stuff. The uh, final few minutes of uh, Digimon our war game, getting like that kind of a vibe, like kind of like a summer wars kind of a vibe. Uh, and in between, you know, you just get. A lot of just like, whoa, it's that you, you do the Leonardo DiCaprio point at like the characters that you recognize and just like shit that's going on. But I think ultimately it does a really good job of actually giving Uta this character because, you know, the, all of the um, marketing has been like, Luffy, how do you know this girl? What's going on? And he's like, oh, it's Shanks's daughter. And everyone's like, what the fuck? This guy had a daughter? And. They at least go into that. Why she's in the island. It Spoilers. It's not a really well thought out reason ultimately. But there's at least enough that goes on that like I really dug the character. And it didn't feel like a complete ass pull that she knew Luffy. And that she was like given this level of importance. I, I think they really worked something out. And... I, again, like, I, I was just sitting there sort of just like, God, you know, the way things end up, I know this is a non-canon movie, I know that we have to get away from this character, but I wish there's a way that we could reintroduce her into the main story. It's rare that something like that is actually able to make me say, I want to see more of this character. I mm. want to see this person get into you know, the primary material, but I honestly think uh, Film Red pulled it off, and again, like, by the end of it, really good particular. In the same way that, like, Superhero ended up being, like, one for the Piccolo and Gohan likers, there's, like, some moments towards the end where it's, like, they heard somebody complaining about so-and-so thing, or such-and-such raising, like, this one's for the Shanks fans, too, because it does a lot to just humanize that crew where at this point it is just sort of like dog you're kind of just like an unknown entity that is still maybe the closest thing to god at this point <laughs> if we're trying to figure out power scaling which is already fucked as it is but also you know you're chill with luffy and like what's that all about i, I think it just does a really good job of bringing that together and yeah just a really fun time i can't wait to see it get more money 
and <laughs> sell every other movie that's currently in the box office. Um, there's this particular moment where it's like they also just, for the music, they just go full, like, um, music video production mode. There are moments where, like, they actually have, like, 3D, like, um, not rotoscoping, but it's like, they are basically just having a 3D model that is, like, motion-capped and, like, doing the choreography alongside what's going uh-huh. on. And it, to some extent, like, I get if it could be jarring, but at the same time, it's, like, it's really selling that idea of, you know, what would it be like if, the if like, the world of One Piece had internet and had, like, VTubers and, like, idol culture? This is as close as we can get to that, and so we can also do story a story about, you know... I fucked up online and everyone is getting on my ass about it. And I don't really have forms of connection that can help me like deescalate this interpersonally. I have to post through it in a way or like, Oh God, you know, how do I actually deal with this crippling loneliness? Even though I technically am reaching multiple people in my like, um, talent or in my popularity. It again, it's surprising to see that come up in, you know, the anime where everyone's just on a ship and, like, there's a fucking dog, or sorry, no, a gun that ate a fruit that could turn into a dog. Like, it, that, I don't know, it's just one of those things where it's like, there's a reason why so many people fucking like One Piece. Mm. I'm not gonna stand there blind to the faults, because, believe me, the faults are there. But also... Oda? You don't get that far, like, on just, you know, I don't know, like, uh, uh, just nostalgia. There we go. You don't get that yes. far than just nostalgia. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm glad that it was good. I, I, I feel like recently, maybe it's just because the Dragon Ball movies have been good, too, by and large. Um, but, like, I just remember trying to watch every single naruto movie when they were coming out and just they fucking suck every single time <laughs> it's just like i'm really glad that it seems like at least people seem to be like trying to do something fun these days instead of like i don't man like uh, the first naruto movie where it's just like naruto is protecting a movie actress like what are you is that the one where russia yes exists russia and, yeah, exists. real countries do exist and <laughs> which fuck that because it's way more funny to instead near the end of naruto just drop yeah there's a samurai country next to us and there everyone there's a samurai <laughs> they're, all just, <laughs> they're all just one giant and they're going mess. to be the neutral arbitrators in our arguments that we have because <laughs> they're samurai so they don't have any stakes in this Mm-hmm. Uh, Naruto fucking sucks. Come to be real with you. <laughs> All I'm saying is that Bleach is back. I still need to watch Thousand Year Blood War. I still need to watch it. Me and my girlfriend were talking about it because she's been. Uh, uh, I mean, we, we we were both huge Bleach heads when we were younger. I mean, but, I will uh, say like. Uh, one Piece is still there and existing, and you can see everything that is, like, not cribbing off of it, but is at least inspired by it. More than, like, Naruto, you do see the pull of Bleach. Because, I mean, Jujutsu Kaisen, Chainsaw Man, yeah, uh, it's, Don to Don, the, like, all the of The focus pseudo, on aesthetics, right? Yeah. Like, the aesthetics, the pseudo-horror vibe 
but then also like blending that into this like ultimately a conversation about adolescence and what it means to sort of like be on the fringe of what society expects of you yeah Mm -hmm. and hunter hunter just came back too Mm. that it did I've been, re- I've been, uh, I finally got a couple of my girlfriends to watch that also recently, which has been fun. Hunter Hunter is a hell of a show. Recommend it to anyone. Not as long as One Piece. <laughs> though it may seem that way. Not even close. Um. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me see here. Uh. John. Yes. How's do it yourself? going i'm still a little behind on it they they keep interrupt introducing new girls they the, there they there are girls they haven't just, stopped yet no they haven't stopped the these girls bigger. just are climbing out of the woodwork uh sometimes quite literally <laughs> yes <laughs> so yeah they they introduced um t- kind of introduced two more i think no okay so so okay yeah they they, they have jabako she's like living with uh, put in now. She's just living there. She's just crashing at her place, um, okay. because like she's just she just basically just moved in like out of nowhere. But then she's like, "Well, I did it because we can we we can get along. We both really like tech. Like I knew that if I could talk about the stuff that my that like my family is working on, like the tech that my family is working on, I'd be able to show it to you, and you would understand what's cool about it." And, like, that was, like, that was legit kind of nice, you know, just to be, like, yeah, like, I, I have my friends who are my DIY friends, and then I have my tech friend, and I feel comfortable with both of them. And, you know, hopefully, like, you know, hopefully they become each other's friends. Like, it, 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 they, it, the, the friend groups will meld together, hopefully. That is, like, the, 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 the point to, to what Jobco's doing, kind of. So I thought that was nice. I thought that was cute. But then they inter- they they bring in the, the cat girl that has been around like the entire series so far, who has just been like kind of peering mm-hmm. over and being like, "Oh, that looks interesting, Nia." And so now she is she's <laughs> yep, officially she joined. She really does do that. I'm sorry. No, she just really does do that. She does. She just yes. And meows at you. Yeah. So her thing is that she is like from a like mercantile family that's like seemingly from like south asia um or whatever equivalent that would be in this like time frame or world or whatever because i mean like you know it's like the future who fucking knows uh what what kind of like global shit changed um but yeah, like it's it's basically that old hat of like, oh, she's supposed to be like, you know, a a a like she's not actual royalty, but like the the basic gist of it is it's it's the is the princess who wants to be an adventurer sort of thing. You know, she wants to just go off and have fun instead of being a rich girl. Um and so yeah, so she's just like cl- climbing climbing on shit, jumping around. Uh but she also thinks DIY stuff is cool, so she joins the DIY club. And uh, yeah, I, I guess this is this is the roster here. I th- I think this is all of the girls. Um, so it kind of feels like we're 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 starting the show proper now, even though we're like halfway through it. Um, 
which you know isn't horrible you know like i'm i'm enjoying i've enjoyed meeting all these girls but it's like all right now i feel like we can actually get to something uh but we're five out of 12 episodes <laughs> i don't fucking know they got yeah they- they're kind of not really committing to a full project right now like right like I guess they well, introduce well, a new well, character. So, so they do, they have started to work on a major project. They want to make yeah. a treehouse, and yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah, like the second the like second half of the episode is basically just them all working together and like brainstorming how to make the treehouse right. and how to like get the lumber and all that and like they they very specifically had like you know because they they have two characters in this now who are mm-hmm. rich as fuck. And they yeah. were straight up just like, yeah, like, I'll buy whatever tools you need. You know, we'll buy all the lumber. We'll buy all this. And they're like, no, 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 don't. If we just buy it all, that's not real. We're not doing it ourselves. So, <laughs> like, I respect that, though, that they were like, yeah, we're going to, like, go to this, like, what was it? Like a, like a nearby grocery store and just, like, take a bunch of their old pallets and use that for lumber and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's that's fun. That's cute. I like that they are very specifically, like sticking to that do-it-yourself thing and you know they're not like outright refuting technology like i like i like yeah. i think that was something that that i don't remember uh who exactly like voiced the worry of like they were gonna be like oh you know tech bad you know future bad oh yeah oh um, yeah me me like yeah. in the first episode yeah but but i especially think like with introducing Jobco and having her like bond with putin about mm-hmm. about tech that that assuages my fear my fear and your fear as well hopefully Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. that they're just fully you know because yeah like it's 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 less oh fuck tech it's more like you know it's nice that we have all these things that are making life easier but also damn ain't it just cool to build something yourself isn't it just cool to still be able to do something like that (laughs) because yeah it is absolutely it's a good show. It's 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 a good show. They should have some sort of um they should have a uh to help help real world cases of of stuff like this. They should have them uh start talking about uh you know f- uh self repair laws and uh <laughs> guidelines and stuff like that. They should be like, yeah, you right to repair, man. That's what we need to stand up for or something like. Uh I agree. Cuz that's something that I've I've done a lot of research into recently. It's it really is like insane how bad it's gone not just for like tech stuff but just anything like yeah anything proprietary bookshelf parts yeah um um, let's see maverick how's you know actually this is both of you lv uh, lv i'll lead with you i'll lead with you bochi bochi how's bochi i've i've watched a little bit of bochi i like bochi had a little technical interruption lv <laughs> tell us about Fochi. yeah no um i was going to say that um again it might be weird to say this but we are approaching near the end of the year of anime uh, but sure especially are. compared to other things like but I, I mean i guess compared to even other things that have come out the past year well, year and a year and a half. We want if we want to kind of count the tail end of the winter season, um, the the first winter season. Um, I think it's like 
from the get-go, one of the most visually impressive shows, as, as weird as it is to say. You know, it's not a series that is stylistically complicated, yet, um, yet it leans hard into doing so many fun things. With, a, with basically a character that has anxiety, like has social anxiety, and she has like a lot of like neurotic things about her. And it really hones in on like depicting that in like very fun, zany ways. As much as the fe that, that feeling is not fun, obviously not. Like <laughs> anxiety is not fun. Um, but it, it leans in on the fact that this is a cartoon and we're gonna like show her not you know as opposed to just resorting to like the expression of sound and emo emoting a face like no we're gonna be weird with the art the, the the line art we're gonna be weird with the colors we're gonna do so many weird zany things with this to depict this kind of like um artistic rendering of what um these different emotions are you know what are what are these different emotions this character the main character is going through um and it takes it easy with it, too, in which um, this is a series also about music, and it doesn't immediately drop us into that. I, I think it does a good buildup of, like, um, you, you know, Hitori kind of easing in on the fact that, oh my gosh, I have friends, and still being kind of self-denial about that. And, and doesn't immediately drop us into the fact that music is easy to make, and it does show... It, it does show that there's a lot that has to go into it, which which includes not only technical skill, but also the head game of it itself. You know, they pretty much establish from the get-go that she is kind of semi-famous, semi-viral online behind, like, a moniker, mon moniker, like, through anonymity. But she herself can't face people in person, and she's struggling with that. And I think it handles and chooses to depict that in, in a very interesting way far more than what a lot of other anime are willing to do or have done in recent years. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I think, like, beautiful animation doesn't not quite necessarily have to be something like smooth or realistic or very articulate, but it could also just be the method of how it looks, um, especially when it comes to style and how you experiment with that medium. Um, and I think the series really does it well. And it constantly makes things interesting to look at. No, you know, and I, I and it also has a very good, it, it works very well because the series also has very good comedic timing too, where uh, it does the whole like cutaway gag, you know, kind of like a, a, you know, goofy reference to something. It does that a lot. But I, so far it hasn't done it in such a way of like kind of the, you know, the criticized family guy method of like, oh yeah, we're going to reference now this caricature of a, of a celebrity or like, you know, just and then cut back to the moment. It does it in a way that makes sense and is very thoughtful. Um, and for a music show, op opening and ending are bangers. And <laughs> of course, hopefully, you would think. Um, and the music we've heard so far, also very good. This is, it, it's, it's very much a very thoughtful show through and through in both like the anime adaptation and from my understanding, what could also just be the creator's actual technical knowledge of music and uh, you know making music in in a lounge kind of context too um yeah the thing that i see the most is that it really is a i would say like most similar to beck a show that gets across the gig structure of mm -hmm. playing in a band and having to just 
live in that reality. Like, I at least see it uh, from, uh, like, Hazel tweets about it, and it's like, dude, this is, like, the closest I've felt seen in an anime, where it's like, there's a whole episode dedicated to trying to figure out what to do for your album cover, which, yeah, you never really see that come up, but I can probably guess how hard it is to find, like, you know, free spaces that you can loiter in, quote-unquote, that aren't already just, like, the back of an alley, a playground, that, like, it, it felt so, like, this has happened either to someone that the author and writers knew, or, you know, they were probably in their own high school band and had to do something similar. There is such a lived experience to the way that music is perceived that really adds that additional part, and... I think also, you know, it Bochi is a fun character, like, in the fact that there are levels of complexity to her, because it's like, you know, she's always wanted to make friends. She's wanted to be in that spotlight to an extent. When she found out how to play the guitar, a lot of it was this idea that, oh, by the end of middle school, I'll join a band and we'll all play at the school festival and everyone will love it. And then the years pass her by and it turns out, oh god, I've been in my closet the entire time. And I can shred, but no one knows that I do this. And the like tightrope of being able to say, you know, physically she is unable to do any of this. But emotionally she wants to rock the fuck out. I really do like that contrast. And also, <laughs> I really do like the way that she just immediately clocks uh, Yamada in terms of, like, when she meets the rest of the band, um, EGT tries to, like, reach out to her and, like, you know, try and get her involved. And uh, Katsuyamada, who is, like, the cool silent type, but also, you know, so self-centered and, like, loves being alone is, like, the cool one. And she's immediately <laughs> just like, oh, we're not the same. <laughs> I trusted you, but you're too cool for me. It, it's so, it's so much fun. And fun fact, um, every last, like, uh, Kisoku Band's, like, last names are also the last names for the members of Asian Kung Fu Generation. <laughs> uh, like, I believe down to the point that they actually switched um, rhythm guitar and lead guitar vocalist just for, like, this sake, but then, like, everything else lines up, which is just a funny, it's a funny little addition. Like, this show loves music. It loves visual gags. It God, the fucking... Yeah. The most recent episode, already on top of having a very good, like, moment for Boshi, where everyone's just like, oh shit, she can, like, do this. She's, like, actually getting better. Mm -hmm. It also does a fantastic reference to school days. <laughs> where, <laughs> yeah. Like, from that much, you know, exposure, because they're auditioning, basically, to be on the set list again, for the venue and uh like in that much of like pressure and social like um promise like she throws up but literally they cut to just like different dams in japan that are bursting <laughs> <laughs> oh god i like it reminds me of chowder in the way that it's yeah. so like it's so free in the way that it wants to mix in live action and mix in other like um, variations on how to do uh, 
like how did do making a cartoon even in that same episode like she's having this other moment of like processing having to find people to do the uh like having to find people to sell her tickets to and she's like this realistic hand is like counting out between mom dad little sister dog mom dad little sister dog (laughs) and is like having a meltdown in the process and it's so much fun and it's interesting too because it's it's it only ever like does the bits like that and with her like we don't really see that stylization uh stylization and like mixed media gags much so with the other characters which i think really helps center that this is like again the whole thing where she's experiencing anxiety she's just like in on her head and not confident about what she's doing like it it really does a good job of like centering the fact that yeah we're kind of seeing things in her perspective and she's kind of still figuring it out and she doesn't you know she doesn't really know how to like deal with things and it's just (laughs) it just gets funnier in in all the ways that yeah the the fucking damn yeah footage of dan's breaking is really funny but like like all the ways that it's the show keeps pushing to show how distressed she is it's like holy shit she looks like she's going to die <laughs> but then she's fine the next the next moment but i think it was like episode one alone where, with the whole thing and like you know and there, there's a little exaggeration here but i i think it, it really depicts something like this in in a way that i think as cartoony and as exaggerated as it does make it relatable. Like, I don't know how to like explain that, but it kind of just feedback loops back to the fact that it's like, yeah, sure. You know, she's not literally doing this, but also she is literally doing this. Right. Like, I think it is the first episode where she's like, I don't want, no, it's the second episode. I think like it starts with a a literal code open. She's like, she's just like dipping herself in a bathtub of ice. And yeah. <laughs> she's she she actively like, trying to make herself sick. She wa- yeah, she, so she, she, she wants to, to make herself sick so she doesn't have to see people the next day. So she well, specifically, <laughs> yeah. Like... So that she doesn't have to work the part time job and have to like interact yeah. with people that way. Because yeah. she thinks that if she creeps somebody out, she's going to get publicly executed. I'm always thinking about that fucking bit part where it's just the fucking not this cashier <laughs> or whatever. Like, yeah. Not making eye contact or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Just fucking real shit, though. That is, that is how it'd be. That is how it'd be. God, it's so, like, not in quality one-to-one, but this definitely feels like the Kong Ming of the season in terms of, like, you know, I can definitely go back to the episode that I, like, looked it up for our previews, and I was probably like, eh, you know, it seems neat. I'll definitely give it a shot. And it's easily now, like, one of my favorite shows, if not probably my favorite show of the season, and that is... You know, in contention to everything else that is so stacked, but there's something so special about what Bochi is doing right now. Mm-hmm. And yes, nice little program. All the songs fucking whip. I yeah. habitually listen to Kesoku Band now. <laughs> <laughs> so let me think here. Uh, am I the only one watching Pop Team Epic? No, I I haven't watched the recent one. Um, I haven't watched the most recent one, but I. It's still I, epic, right? It's still pretty good. Yeah. It's still pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think the uh, last episode had a bit I really like, which was the uh, Shining Shoulder one. I don't know if you've seen that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
that was that was great i loved that <laughs> where it was just like they were doing like a, a, a whatever like english lessons thing yeah, yeah. just they, they just do a rock opera song yeah about some fucking like jrpg ass man <laughs> it was really good it was really good um they're picking really good fucking voice actor pairs. Yeah, recently. they yeah they're really they did good Gone and Killua recently yeah. from Hunter Hunter mm-hmm. and like Meowth and Pikachu in an episode where they just made them say fuck a million yeah. times. Yeah. Uh, oh like, yeah, that was the previous one. No, that was very good. Yeah, they got fucking like Jackie Chan and Sammo Hung's Japanese dub voices <laughs> to do an episode. Like, <laughs> yeah, fuck it, sure. The, yeah, the pairs are actually very deliberate. Um, yeah, and they were before, but like they're going off this time. They're very much like they very much seem intentful of like these people have worked together before, or these people have specifically worked together as a specific iconic pair. Like it's, yeah. it's very funny. Um, it was really funny seeing the Prince of Tennis women that they mm-hmm. brought in, and then just the Prince of Tennis women at the end being like, "Why did they bring us in? I don't understand." Because like, <laughs> you did Prince of Tennis. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, that one's good. That's pretty good. That's, 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 that's all, uh, that's my, my only take on it. Uh, which lets me talk about, uh, Kamen Rider Black Sun came out on Amazon. Oh, yeah. Um, Amazon. Yes. Really? Amazon uh, USA. So, okay. Yes. Interesting. So, uh, Kamen Rider had previously partnered with Amazon to do Kamen Rider Amazons, uh, which was... Like five years ago, I think, or something, um, and that one was super edgy. And this one is also super edgy, but this is a um, a retelling of Common Rider Black, sort of, uh, which is a very old Common Rider from the seventies. Um, and uh, it's it is very edgy, extremely, where it's like lots of blood the main the main common rider man is shooting up ketamine like every episode <laughs> um, Let's go. the entire plot of the show is like race race racism allegory stuff uh-huh. um but they are doing it well where they're not acting like this is the only racism happening in the world and they, they're having it where it's like Basically, there are people who can turn into monsters or something, right? Like, right. they're, like, monster-like people or whatever. They're just people, but it's, like, there's, like, you know, segregation towards them and stuff like that. But they're literally, it's them also hanging out with, like, other minority groups and stuff uh-huh. like that also. So it's just, like, yeah, like, they're making a lot of points about that. It's very heavy-handed, but that was a nice thing to see to an right. extent of just, like, because so much of this shit is, like, here's the new new group that's being oppressed. Everyone else is happy now and gets <laughs> along. Um, but that they definitely avoid that in this show. Um, it's, it's very, very political about everything in a way that I can kind of respect. There's a part where the prime minister says he loves that people hate gay people because it lets him easily disappear them to feed them to the creation king. Who's a giant monster that he's feeding called the creation king. (laughs) It's just like, that's an insane thing to say, but man, it's true. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of stuff like that. Um, it, it, it's working with themes of Common Rider Black, like the original, um, the main guy, Black Sun, and, uh, oh, God, it's Shadow Moon, I think, is the other one. I, I don't remember. 
um, <laughs> at this very moment. But it's uh, it's it's really something. Um, they they're going for a lot more of the organic designs, right? Because it's a lot of monster stuff. So like, the the first few transformations that the main character does is just turning into like a monstery grasshopper dude instead of like a traditional common rider. But then like episode five, he fucking busts out the belt and then does a normal ass common uh, rider transformation, which is pretty cool. But it's so edgy that it's to the point where it's like shit. Like they are ripping off like mantis legs off their back to turn into a sword and stuff like that like it's all just like super edgy like this is a common writer for adults type stuff and uh if you're not into that they can definitely rub you the wrong way but it's honestly it's a it's an interesting change of pace from i love all the recent common writers but there's definitely a formula to them mm-hmm. um and this is definitely a break the mold it's also only 10 episodes mm. um it's a 10 episode like but it it is a full length episode like 45 minutes or so um very prestige but mm. honestly like it's still fun like you you get you get them doing the shit right they're doing the attacks they're they're doing cool stuff there's uh monsters fighting each other all sorts of nonsense um but yeah that's out on amazon uh it's just subbed, though, as far as I know. That um, sounds right. But it's uh, it's it's good. It's pretty good. It's very. It's a very different kind of common writer. It's very different. Um, it made me want to watch uh, original common writer black, which I have not watched yet, but I have it downloaded. Uh, I hear good things. It, I've heard good things, but it is also very old. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, and like, I'm a big fan of the recent. Uh, post Ryuki common Riders. Yeah. No, that's understandable. I mean, you know, you go back to the roots of, what if there was a guy that got, like, tinkered with by Nazis and is like, hey, I'm gonna go kill all these Nazis. <laughs> that's very much kill. the energy they brought here. <laughs> Alright. Uh, it's, there's a lot of, like, like, there is such a contempt for the conservative government of Japan. Oh, in this, let's go. That, I can definitely get behind like very much a like only yeah sure maybe only some of these people are outwardly evil but they're all evil because they're letting it happen like stuff like that all uh, right. very very much uh like you need to take action type stuff it's it's a very it has a good attitude about it genuinely I was I was very concerned because like again the main dude shitting up ketamine right like he's like a fucking <laughs> like dude who is like i don't care about racism <laughs> like type dude or yeah. whatever mm-hmm. and then it's like they go with they go they go in directions with it by him hey he's not the main focus of the show the main character is really this this little girl this like uh this this like 17 year old girl or whatever um and just like they, they do a really good job of i think like establishing like what Japan is like for so many people that aren't the, like, the perfect, you know, cis straight people, whatever, everything, like, very much a, this idea of, like, I, I think I, I think the best analogy, you know, Yakuza 7 has the Bleach Japan stuff, yeah. um, which, is, which is based on, like, real stuff, like, people do that in Japan all the time, like, very... Ever since, like, the early 2000s, there's been this real focus on, like, 
you know, we can just, we can just do a parade and just decide that we're going to do a hate parade or whatever. Like we're Mm -hmm. going to prove something. And obviously that's not a Japan exclusive thing, but it's very prevalent in Japan Mm -hmm. specifically. Um, Mm -hmm. And they, they really go in on that here. I think like in a way that's like, I can't even think of another piece of Japanese media I've seen approach that other than Yakuza. Um, Especially in such a like, not even like, because Yakuza has the problem of like them being like, and they were a scapegoat or whatever. They were like a fake organization made for this reason. This one's like, no, these people are just bad people. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. this, th- those yeah. types of people will exist anywhere. And we're going to talk about that. No, for sure. Like, uh, Yakuza will like tread close into it and like, you know, for the sake of its medium, will still then do twists and turns because there's yeah the general sense of like, man, you can't trust the government, but be true to yourself. Like it, it, it ends up there. But no, it's cool to hear that it is sort of just like, hey, there are people that wish you ill will, and yeah. they will not listen to reason. Fuck them up. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and that, that's very much the attitude. It's it's just it's also just very funny to see like they're doing it so well, but then like it just is so teenager edgy. It's almost like satirical at certain points like right the fucking like just like you got like the shadow moon guy like he he henshins or whatever and then he just like crushes a racist head in his hand <laughs> like stuff That's like that cool. like like Dude, epic I... south park almost like but it's like i it's cool it's cool though is yeah no sometimes you want to like Rider kick every single fascist, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's the this is what you need solution. Hellgirl to do. <laughs> is the thing you, Hellgirl you wanted, should have been doing that. She yeah. should. <laughs> no, you do again. Fucking uh, common writer Ichigo. What was he doing? He was beating motherfuckers up. The emissary of hell, Spider Man. He was beating motherfuckers up. What is Tokusatsu if not a celebration of just beating up some real? pieces of shit because that's justice it's justice coming rider <laughs> uh very I'm cool series very 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 cool that that got made at all is my stance in general yeah. like the idea that they were like we're going to make a uh, 50th 40th 40th anniversary i think maybe it might be 50 i don't know either way really long anniversary uh thing and then just like literally work that into the plot too also where they're like cutting back to the 70s Ooh. and like showing like what they were doing for civil rights back then too oh wow yeah it's 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 really interesting i think i think it's really that's a really good aspect of it too because it's like it would be really easy for that to just be nihilistic but it's like this idea that like no you know what people are still have to fight against this horrible structured thing and things get a little better every time or whatever or like but like or that there are people who will continue to fight like that or and also very much you know the problem with like criticism of like a lot of these social movements in recent years by you know the other side of you know and you know bad fate people too especially it's like oh this is just a modern thing like how like wow what are what are, what are these whiny new gender you know when now this is emerging from something ha- that has already been happening in decades and the context of history is so important to remind people of that like this is not a new thing no there's been a fight about the, the amount these of issues times, for a long time yeah 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 the amount of times that like i think i specifically have heard 
oh yeah, you know, over time you do get a little bit more conservative, which is like, th- th- that is separate from, oh, I used to be with it, and now the thing that is it wasn't it for me, and what is it is scary and different to me. Those are two separate, those are two separate beliefs. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. I can say fuck TikTok, but then also believe that everyone deserves like basic human rights, affordable housing, and whatnot. Right. I yeah. I know at some point I might be like lapsing from whatever new technology is, but that doesn't mean I become racist. What are you talking about? (laughs) How does that happen? I can't do eye implants, but I can at least be like, "Eh," you know, like (laughs) transhumanism is still a thing that like would like be fine like there's no one fucking getting at me because i'm not doing implants right Uh, and i think especially for uh japan uh specifically would again this a very who who the fuck are these people where do you live you're not in japan you know like you're not japan or in japanese or speak japanese like people always say things like yeah, this is what happens when Japan gets westernized, or, like, this is modernized, or, like, this is a mistranslation when a legitimate Japanese source talks about these things, you know, or is in support of, like, gay rights and all this stuff, and some fucker comes along saying how, you know, like, ah, this is just western values, like, misreading yeah, no, this, western or values tainting Japan. Like, what are you talking about? And guess what happened to <laughs> <laughs> Right! Every 100 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, you there are it. people in Japan and there is a history in Japan of things like this similarly happening in parallel with all these other movements going around the yep. world um, and I think that's like a good thing to note Rose about like oh yeah they actually are exploring different minority groups and not just sitting down focusing yeah. on one monolithic issue which I think helps to that right mm-hmm. it really does like that's always my problem with this stuff like you see it so often like it happens with the this east like even even divorced from a modern setting like going isekai ass bullshit like it's always just like yep these are the these are the slave animal people they are animal people and it's like great i'm glad they're always animal people mm -hmm. like uh, yeah just like like, here's a metaphor here's an allegory and not actually showing a real thing just yeah yeah you you at least or just, like, at the very least, also, like, I think about anime that, like, in part of their context of history will mention stuff like, you know, the student revolutions. Like, fucking, there's an episode of Kaguya somewhere where they're like, oh, yeah, wow, we had this in passageway for when students needed to, like, hide during the protests and, like, be able to reconvene. And it's like, that, that says so much about, yeah. like, the reality that, you know, even in like uh hyper capitalist to parody you know to an extent it's still this idea that like oh no like leftism is still needing a pace a space to like be able to reconvene and group together in those moments of immediate oppression yeah it exists like it's a thing that has happened the history is there but you can't just like wipe it away as like westernism or if anything, it is an understanding of the way globalization has affected everything, and there's at least rhetoric and ideology there that still comes back to this idea that ultimately people need support, people need help, people need community. 
and this is the way that you can get you can get there. If you're listening to this podcast, stay online. It, it's fucking <laughs> like almost midnight. <laughs> uh, um, all right. How about we do these last two things? How about that? That sounds <laughs> good. Um, John, pick one out of these two things you'd like to talk about. What would you like to talk about? Mob or Spy Family? Mob. All right, how's Mob going? Mob is getting so fucking good. We are getting up to the end of the manga here. Um, it's kind of crazy to think that uh, there's like multiple episodes left because um, I did actually like check out the manga to see like where it is in the scheme of things, and uh, this is like chapter ninety-eight out of a hundred that this episode that that the most recent episode is. Why? Um, yeah. Uh, th- there are some, like, 0.5 chapters in between, kinda, but it's still basically the end here. Like, th- this is, like, like they are wrapping up the story in, in the, like, the rest of the story, basically. Um, I don't know, so, I-, I will say that there was that, like, Reagan spin-off manga, maybe they're adapting that too, maybe? That could be it? I don't know, but at the very least, it's still extremely good. Um, they're yeah, they're wrapping up the story, and the way that they they that they wrap this up is is fucking incredible. I don't want to spoil it, but just the inversion of like they they do they do something different with Mob's uh explosion. You know how Mob always like over over the course of the episodes, you see Mob counting up to 100 and that is when he pretty much like lets loose his psychic energy and they 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 play with that they do something really cool um that that like just shows how how good of a character mob is um love it love it love it love the show um it's just just rad i i i'm i'm I I am very curious to see how the rest of the show is going to be because yeah like they are on like this is the fifth episode out of out of twelve here, um or I I guess twelve I don't know maybe this is going to be a shorter season or something because uh, I I'm seeing there is actually not an announced um episode count so I don't know I'd be surprised if it wasn't full length though yeah like. I feel like they would have said that going in, you know, like I am um I, I'm I'm still loving it a lot. Uh the, the this whole this whole bit of like mob having to fight a a a, a religious movement, a a, a a brainwashing movement, um and sort of like echoing the beginning of the story uh in, in multiple ways, um, showing how he has grown is very cool. Just a fantastic story. Just a great story. Like, like one, one is just a good storyteller. I feel like, um, I'm I'm excited to see his his new manga. Uh, I I, I feel like, I, from from what I've seen, it kind of seems like maybe he's he's a little. Uh, I, I don't know why they're still going on with One Punch Man because it kind of seems like he's he's he seems like he's kind of yeah. With it. <laughs> but yeah. maybe it's just like a they, you come up with a shit post once a week and then you make One Punch Man chapter about it is the vibe I get. 
in general from knowing like that there was like an entire bit where it's like look he's fighting sperm cells or whatever the fuck <laughs> yeah like it, it it feels like it feels like one punch man should be wrapping up too hopefully but i'm excited to see what he does for his new series um and i hope that that also gets an incredible anime transla- translation like uh, mob did if, it, if it's good like mob is um mob really does feel like this like very special story though um just just you know like mob is just this this overarching character that you just watch transform over these three seasons and it's it's just a really good character study like like mob and reagan and all the all the other characters just showing them bounce off of each other it's it's you don't see characters like this in in a lot of things um so i am very into it good i still need to watch season two again because i never finished it he <laughs> he it's okay I'm envious of uh, that. I, I I really need to get on that. Mm. Too, but but here's the thing, as we've established, too many fucking shows this season. <laughs> too many. Uh, I think they just delayed Birdie Wing. Yeah. For next they season. They did, yeah. So maybe there'll be room next season. Because they sure as hell not watching Attack on Titan or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And then uh, r- real quick, just to finish it out. Tell me about the fairy that the, the beast fairy, tamer has fairy captured. Beast tamer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Formed a contract with. Yes. Yes. Welcome into the family, if you would so speak. Um, <laughs> yeah, beast tamer is still is still the most inoffensive thing I've seen. Uh, I. <laughs> it's Put that deeply, on the back of the fucking deeply, box right now. <laughs> it is truly, truly, a plain average fantasy series with a harem aspect um i'm the- thinking about the uh angry video game nerd it's not shit it's not <laughs> shit <laughs> um the recent episode was just an uh, well no actually no i am wrong there was actually an interesting episode prior so he does so they do confront, so at this point, so in this particular episode, at this point, he has a dragon girl and he has the cat girl and him. Um, he confronts and they cross roads with his old party. And they just beat the shit out of them. It's very funny. Uh, they just, <laughs> That's it. That's most of that episode. Um, he literally, uh, he just, he just, he just, he just punches, he just physically, he doesn't even do anything in terms of his actual, like, magical abilities. He just punches you know, the kind of the archetypal blonde hero of the said party. Very funny. They just beat them up and then they move on. It's like, oh, okay. Are they, I, I, I guess, well, yeah, there's a greater threat in this world. There again is the archetypal dark lord over the magical land. Evil. Ooh, spooky. Mysterious. Um, so I don't know if those guys are coming back. I guess that's it. I, I don't oh, know okay. if they're going to be like Team Rocket at this point very non-threatening and just comic relief um they didn't appear at all really in the fairy episode you know moving along fairy episode they go to the forest a forest magical woods <laughs> uh they <laughs> i just I was, yeah yeah that's where they are i guess they, they right really like, are, yeah. they really are going location to location and mean people to people that are just fantasy archetypes that are just generic fantasy archetypes i don't even need to name them and you like get it um (laughs) right there's a spring there's a fairy girl and it's like okay they for for i kid you not for 10 whole minutes it felt like she just keeps saying 
go away, please leave. And they're like, can we not help? I don't, can we not help you? They keep trying to research and she just keeps saying the same thing over and over again for 10 minutes. Like, go away, please leave. She's just standing there. She's not even like, <laughs> she's not even like doing anything. She's just, I was like, wait, okay, are you not gonna? She keeps threatening to attack them. She does it. She does it. This just goes on for about what feels like 10 minutes. And eventually, I, I forgot exactly at what point does she finally break down and explains what's going on. But it was very silly. Nothing happens in this episode. Like, they are literally just talking. Um, I guess because so much, so much, like, blood, sweat, and tears was spent on the epic uh, party battle the previous episode. So they just have uh, that episode where That's how happens. these fucking... I know th- this isn't an isekai, right? This no, is just a fantasy story. No, it is purely just a fantasy yeah. setting series. But, like... Yeah that's peak isekai series <laughs> in general like they have the battle episode and then it's they like, have oh, the episode we, where yeah, fucking nothing happens yeah we gotta take a break um her whole thing was that her her sister and the fairylands you know were invaded and her her fairy sister was kidnapped by the dark lord right the shadow lord or something and then and then and the main character she's just like listening to her she's just having a therapy session and, and she's like, oh my gosh, you're so nice. I can't believe you're helping me. And then she starts crying, and then he hugs her. And I guess now she's in the party. Because <laughs> she, she, she was just so alone the whole time. She was just so alone the whole time. And she, this is the first time she can vent, I guess. And that's what convinced her to join the party. I, yeah, it sometimes very, it's just like he that. He absolutely you know? did you nothing. Just... <laughs> he, just, he just listened to her. I guess what more do you need in a man guess, that's it right sure i guess it very much had the energy of like this is the first time you're the first nice man i've ever and very much had that energy <laughs> it was it's just like the boss baby thing like like dude who has only watched the boss baby voice yes. getting boss baby wise so this is like wow you're the you're, best human i can't believe you're the first nice man i've met in ages i guess i'm in love with you you know it's just very <laughs> So they have a fairy girl now, but again, That's very great. again very wild. He just the second girl was a dragon girl, like a whole ass powerful dragon girl. Who, oh yeah, insane, insane thing. You know, like from what we learned in the battle episode, the dragon girl can negate spells. So I don't. Who? Why? Why do you need any other people? She could just do that. I. <laughs> it was very ridiculous. He just has some OP beast characters in his party. I. He. He really doesn't need to do anything else. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it, do, it, it does set up now that I guess there are bigger stakes and he has to defeat the, the evil Shadow Lord, uh, again, generic name, Shadow Lord, Dark Lord, I don't know. Uh, that is terrorizing the lands. Uh, that's it. Uh, yes, Beast Tamer still insists, which I guess I am thankful for, on being a very generic fantasy series. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's all you need. <laughs> Sometimes that is all you need. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh. Um. But yeah. Uh. Do right. Right. Do I do my ending bit now? Is that what we do? I think there was one question. Oh, there is one question. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. Uh. I mean, th- this is th- this makes zero sense to me. I'm just gonna say. Uh, <laughs> 
so, so Century Punk did ask, would you use the Kingstones and become the Creation King? I, I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> all right. All right. Here, I can explain this. Okay. Okay. So the Kamen Rider Black Sun, right? There's a Creation okay. King. He's like a big grasshopper monster dude, right? Mm-hmm. He seemed right. to be like some sort of like old god of like a village or something. Okay. Like he lived, he lived in like a shrine building for most of his life. Does not talk. Seems to have telekinesis. Spends the entire show fucking out of his mind, not, like, moving or doing anything, sitting in a chair being milked. No. <laughs> yeah? Hey. Yeah? They're, they're pulling, like, they're, they're, like, they're, like, extracting blue juice from him. Hey, yo. Storm <laughs> <No>. too. <laughs> but the idea is, like, you combine these two stones that the two main characters have or whatever, and you'll become the new creation king. I don't really know what's good about that i guess you get telekinesis that's pretty you cool you get telekinesis and you get milked <laughs> yeah you get milked he doesn't seem to mind oh maybe i'll think about it maybe he like what if it's it, like yeah. It, yeah maybe it's taking the bad goo out of him you know like like the stuff <laughs> that like, makes it's you it's feel like bad detoxification. oh my god yeah <laughs> There was a machine that could just get the bad goo out of me. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, exactly. That might be what's right? going Holy on. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. sounds pretty good. I mean, you're, right, you're so kind you of selling it here, but it's probably disgusting if I actually see what's going on. I don't know. He seems again like the main character attacks him at one point, and he seems to defend himself. Like it seems like maybe he is enjoying this. Like for a while, <laughs> I was thinking like, you know, this is sad, right? Like this is a sad thing to see. He's being milked. But he's into it. But. <laughs> But but like yeah you know, yeah he seems to be he seems to be sated with his lot in life. <laughs> Is he? So he looks like a bug. Yeah, he's like a big ass like grasshopper man. Mm. Let me see if I can find a I picture mean, of him. He's perhaps like one of those types of animals that is kind of like a weird category of like how conscious they are and if they're just reacting to stimuli at a certain point kind of like jellyfish jellyfish are really weird they don't have organs yet they are animals and it's like do they do they think like what's going on there he's definitely thinking like he <laughs> there's a part where like when the when the main characters were children he used telekinesis to force them to let him pat their heads <laughs> very crazy i cannot find very a full body bad. picture of the creation king it's very sad. Maybe we're not meant to see his image, and uh, I I understand. No, yeah, I, <laughs> he's, he's the creation. <laughs> All I can show you is his beautiful face. <laughs> he, yeah, okay. he he doesn't he doesn't look good. He looks kind of fucked. No, up. Looks, it doesn't look like it's going good for him. But he seemed fine with it. Is the thing. Uh, so maybe maybe he's just like. He's just like so fucking off of off one because he's getting he's getting sucked crazy style. He's just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if you, you become the contract. creation king, that's what you get. <laughs> you just and you get sucked crazy style. And just yeah, twenty four seven. Oh Damn. my god. <laughs> made a contract with the uh, sloppy tornado milking devil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the same devil Corbin he has. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, people hate here. the idea. I, I, like, my answer is no, I don't think I want to be decreation king. You know what? That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seems too much work for a, a weird end result. Uh, that is not... <laughs> <laughs> At least a result that is not in my current life goals, I think. Uh, current, not, current. Yeah. yeah, current. Could be. You know, malleable, open, open, open-minded to things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
again, it might be the bad goo. And to think there's a whole yeah. month where people say, no, I don't want to get the bad goo out of me. Like, shut That's up. That's fucking true. That <laughs> is The creation true. king. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. For him, it's nonstop. <laughs> he can't imagine. Shout out, Reese. He, he, he doesn't line. understand the word no. He doesn't. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? I'm going right now. <laughs> oh, come on. All right. Um, so <laughs> next up, we're watching. Uh, so two people wanted this. That would be uh, Greg and Robin wanted uh, Barakamon. Uh, <laughs> don't know much about this one, but it is just on Crunchyroll for fucking once. <laughs> <laughs> um, we uh, don't have to go anywhere crazy to find this one. Just right there on Crunchyroll. I think there's even an English dub. So uh, yeah, we're gonna check that out. Um, as always, Patreon.com/slash/vgcc three dollars gets you everything one week early, like this. Um, you can always send in questions to tumblr.com or videogamechoosyou.tumblr.com slash ask. Thank you all for joining me for episode 100. Yes. 100, which is more than 100 weeks. Realistically, it's like 200 weeks, um, which is cool. It's crazy. We've, we, we're dedicated. <laughs> this we're is going to be the to 50- spreading our message. This is going to be our 50th show, too, which is pretty crazy, too. The 50th show we're watching. Yeah. It's, it's fucking yeah. nuts. A lot of lining up. Mm-hmm. Very dedicated I, to the anime club. Yes. Yeah. Really, though. Like, <laughs> watched, go, it's, we've watched 49 anime that we might not have watched otherwise, you know? Like, absolutely. God, there's, there's so much there, and, you know, the, the seasons all get so, like, filled up, and it, it's a little wild, uh seems like we might need to consider some potential some potential additional fodder hmm. some, uh, some fellow ranks yeah like filler you know yeah you know, <laughs> we're 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 a we're a squad of four might let's hypothetically say we get in that fifth <laughs> ranger yeah maybe and who could that be i wonder Check Maybe out the Patreon we'll... for more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might have uh, to talk about that a little later. Um, but no, yeah, thank you all for listening. Uh, anyone who has listened to this for a long time, thank you. Anyone who's listened for just a little while even, thank you. Um, have a lot of fun. I feel like most anime clubs just fucking you, good luck getting them to watch one show, you know, unless you're like fucking... Mm-hmm. As someone, forcing them to be there yeah, at some, the meeting. As someone who has ran one, yes, this this is <laughs> this is the most, <laughs> the most successful it can be. Anime club, it, it can be, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I hope everyone has a good night, week, month, year, etc. And uh, see you next time on another episode of Unlimited Railworks. See ya.